Welcome to the Mike Davis Show. It's Tuesday, August the 15th. That's what Pete Melfi said this morning, and I believe him because he owns the 904 Now Network, and he's awesome and amazing. And we're just glad to be here. Uh, I've got some great guests for you tonight. I've got so many guests in the studio, I forced Amanda back into the booth. I feel awful, terrible, not really, um, but Amanda's back in the booth. Amanda, say hello to everybody. No worries, I'm back in my hole. <laughs> You'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Back on back on camera one. Yeah. All right, so before we introduce our guests, let's get some, uh, some bills paid. So um, our sponsors, we've got some great ones. Uh, Solomon Services, uh, their premier place for personal training in St. Augustine. They specialize in both youth and adult training classes. They've got small strength and fitness development classes. If you've been injured, they can help you get back on the court or the field. They've got a state-of-the-art center with both indoor and outdoor turf areas, and all of their coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Give them a call today, 904-461-9945, or visit their website, solomonservices.com, and sign up today. I was there this morning. It was a great class. I almost died. It was wonderful. All right, Amanda. I've got A Bear Kresge and Associates. They are a full service local CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top level service in the areas of tax compliance and planning for businesses, individuals, estates and trusts. Also audits, reviews and other accounting services. Also business valuations, forensic analysis and litigation support. You can reach them at 904-460-0747 or online at abearkreskycpa.com. I also have the Tringali family of restaurants. If you are hungry and don't know what to make for dinner, why not have some pizza at Carmelo's Pizzeria? They have been voted best pizza nine years in a row. They have New York brick oven pizza. They also serve salad, subs, wings, and more. But the Tringali family also owns 123 Burger House. And if you don't want pizza... Go have a burger. Voted best burger three years running. They have burgers, chicken, wings, salads, authentic wood-fired pizza, ice cream. Both restaurants offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery through Bite Squad and Grubhub. Join the Trigali family for dinner. They're hungry. You're hungry. It's a match made in heaven. All right. Powell Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, they've been in business here in St. Augustine for over 36 years. They, uh, they want you to feel comfortable and confident about everything they do for you from the time you give them a call until the time they leave your home and they fix everything. And, and we keep telling people it's so darn hot out here. You need a good AC company. So Powell Heating and Air is that company. They got a fleet of over 10 trucks and a 15,000 square foot warehouse stock with parts and equipment. They're ready to serve you. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's all year round for those of you that can't count. Um, but give them a call if you have a problem. They will fix it. 794-2665. 794-2665. They were on one of my job sites this week, fixed the problem in a few minutes. It was absolutely awesome. They're a great company. And from our Bozard Ford community update, the task force Hydro One Luau fundraiser is August the 25th. They're about $4,000 away from their $22,000 goal. And as I promised, I finally bought Amanda and Louie tickets. So Amanda and Louie, enjoy the We're luau. Out. You we guys will. are awesome. Thank you. Normally, I and Darcy would go and just send you pictures, but you yeah. and Louie get to go this year. Yeah. Yay. I know. All right. So now we have our guests. Um, so these two gentlemen, one of them you guys uh, probably know. Um, hopefully, he didn't hurt you too much when he pulled a tooth. But um, we've got uh, Todd Bourgeois. And we have Bert Tavry with us. Uh, both of these gentlemen are getting ready to go to El Salvador. And in El Salvador, they're going to do some work to help some people out. So, Todd, welcome to the show. 
Thanks, Pat. Bert, it's good to see you again. Good to be here. Yeah, Bert, you're good. You're good. All right. Um, so tell us a little bit about Todd. You've been on multiple trips. I think Bert is kind of the rookie uh, phase two. Right. Rookie, rookie superstar. Rookie, well, he's a superstar. That there is no doubt yeah. about that. So, so tell me how you got started in this and how you started making trips down and where have you been? I will be as concise as possible because I can tell stories for days about all this. That's stuff. okay. We have an hour, so you keep going. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this started heck about eleven years ago. Okay. Um, believe it or not, so I'm a farm boy from Southwest Louisiana. And uh, I was in my fellowship. Well, I thought the accent was a little like south side of the Bronx. But <laughs> if you say it's from Louisiana, I'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we go way down south there. And um, I was finishing up my fellowship at the University of St. Augustine and just training and, you know, putting a lot of tools in my toolbox as a physical therapist. And uh, I don't know. I just had like a little tickle in my heart. Like I want to try to surf people. And I love to surf. I love the ocean. love the water. love to travel. And um, I was plowing a field, believe it or not. And, and something just kind of told me, said, hey, man, just start calling surf shop, just mm -hmm. uh, surf camps, you know, where people stay already. And, and there's a, an ability to bring a group of people and just just see what you can dig into. And I got a hold of this old boy in Nicaragua, put a team of students and clinicians together. Um, and that was in 2012, actually. So did I, did I calculate that right? 11 years. Mm -hmm. And and we went down there on a whim. I had no idea what to expect. And it was wonderful. I mean, it was rough. It was it was a lot of people who didn't have access to much of anything, you know, from a medical or special physical therapy perspective. And, uh, you know, we were overwhelmed with with how much work there was to be done. Mm -hmm. And I surfed my brains out, too. And everything was just fantastic. I had a handful of people who surfed with me. And uh, and then it just kind of took off from there, to be honest. So annually, I've been putting it together and going to different places. And, and again, long story short, went to Nicaragua, Costa Rica. Ecuador came back around, had a group of guys from uh, this area introduced me to a spot in El Salvador, Bill Miller and uh, Robert um, put me on this spot in Mazada Point Resort in um, El Salvador. And we've been going back there for the past seven years. Last year, we decided to take it to the, the west side. Um, I'm sorry, the east side of El Salvador because it's kind of the way it sits. Um, and we got Bert dialed in to come into because I've been begging for a dentist every year we've been going to try to come and uh Bert finally teamed up so y'all surfing yeah we, you, you're helping people yeah and man I tell you what <laughs> he figured out how to get this cool tool set together yeah he jumped on board and we went to a really raw area of, uh, of El Salvador last year and man like I said he might have been the rookie but he sure was the MVP of the trip and uh, now we're going back again to the, the uh, west side uh, of El Salvador again, where we've been for about five years because there's still a lot of help needed there. So what kind of aid, what kind of medical treatment and, and help are you giving the people down there? So, man, I, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Mm -hmm. So I, I, uh, I just ask whoever wants to come. Okay. Um, anyone that has a, a medical talent is, is who I recruit first. And then, you know, if you can maybe speak bilingual and you can help coordinate people, then we'll also invite you. Um, so it, you know, I'm in the physical therapy space, so there's, there's a good number of physical therapists come occupational therapists. Mm -hmm. I've had spinal surgeons join us, MDs, Dr. Zub is a local, uh, physician here too. He's come on a couple trips, uh, and the medical team, you know, they actually get swamped. It's, it's pretty heavy. You know, medication is, it's hard to come by there per se, but you know, just when you, when you're dealing with poverty, they don't, they don't actually get to purchase any of that. 
So when you're out there, you know, offering it, they, they sure make a line pretty dang quick. And Bert can tell you his line, was, his list of, of people waiting to see him was pretty dang long. So we got a pediatrician coming this year. Super excited mm-hmm. how that turns out because there's a lot of sick kids that show up. And uh, so, like I said, hospital, plenty of nurses have come, uh, physicians' assistants have come, and those are all fantastic people joining the team. All right. So before we go any farther, we're trying to raise you some money. Oh, all right. All right so Amanda's going to put up uh, – Amanda, do you have the link yet? Uh, you got it. So Amanda's going to put the link up. So there have been several of our female listeners that have decided that you could do voiceovers for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> so they are dying for you to do some Matthew McConaughey, but they got to earn this. So they got to go to GoFundMe, Said put money. a little bit of money in, and we'll get some Matthew McConaughey for you a little later in the show. We're not live. We're, I'm going to hold it to it, but you got to put a little bit of money in there. So you guys got to help this young man. I if, will work for you. Listen, work for the whatever you give him, I couldn't pay Matthew McConaughey to come on the show. So y'all just close. Close your eyes, the rest of the show, and it's Matthew McConaughey, all right? Doing, doing good work. We're here. <laughs> so how many uh, people do you usually treat when you're down there? Man, in the uh, upper hundreds, we, you know, uh, I lose tally every year, and I try to keep a count. And I'd say that would range from 300 to 500 people, typically. Um, you know, on a tally of, of a total, of, we're only there for a week, which mm-hmm. is tough. I mean, I can go through the pros and cons of these trips for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that I, you know, one of the things that actually keeps me going on these trips yeah. is, is the fact that the, the people come and get so much out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we are there to provide a service. We only got a week, so we do as much work as we can. And by all means, I, you can, you can ask this gentleman. I mean, it definitely makes a difference. If we could stay longer, it'd be better. Mm-hmm. But man, I tell you what, I, my, my read, you probably gonna ask me this question eventually, but the why reason, I am now? Yeah. <laughs> The reason why I continue to do it, yeah. um, my, my good friend Cody Prizer, who, who was a, a product of the, the University of St. Augustine, he's a practicing clinician in Nashville now, and he's coming back. And Bert actually is, yeah. had his wife as your assistant. Right? Yep. Yep. She's coming again. Yeah. I begged her. Begged her, begged her to come to be your, your assistant. Her. Yeah. And um, he wrote an article. He was a professional wakeboarder. Okay. And he wrote an article in, in a wakeboard magazine, and he he come to, somehow summed it up to being a stoke trip, mm-hmm. okay? And then, you know, he, he equivalent that to, I said, man, it just lights everyone's fire back up. And then, you know, server's like, stoke. I was like, dude, that's so perfect because stoke isn't like a, you know, you stoke, you stoke a fire, right? Mm-hmm. And the people that come on these trips are practitioners who are just, you know, in the grind, and we're dealing with insurance and people and staff and all the things, and the day in, day out. Well, you kind of lose the joy of what you did it for. And, man, I tell you what, when people go on these trips and you're doing it for the, the purity of what it, what it what, you know, you're doing what you became um, mm-hmm. to be. And you don't have to do all the documentation and all the craziness. And I see that fire getting stoked. And, you know, they, they start to get the joy back into what their practice mm-hmm. used to be. And, then, you know, I love seeing people leave these trips and say, I can't wait to go back. And they're just kind of fired up to get back to doing what they're doing. And um, That's what keeps me going. I, I think the people who are serving actually get served, mm-hmm. including myself. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. So let me ask, Bert, your first trip was last year. You'd never been before. What was your impression of the first trip? Well, it was, I didn't, I first asked Todd, where are the patients going to come from? And then the first day we were just inundated. And then we had this uh, unbelievable guy named Nye that was an interpreter stuck with me because I was a little separate from the physical therapist and not just right there. 
and he was like the mayor of the area. Like in Hawaii, they're all cousins. This guy's all the cousins, and uh, and they just started coming. And we went up to his house. We had problems with electricity, so we went up to his house the third day. And I remember looking down the hill, and it was like Noah's Ark of people coming up the hill mm -hmm. and waiting for hours just just for me to take care of them. And uh, so it was the opposite of where are they all going to come from. It's like how how are we going to take care of all these people? Mm -hmm. And uh, we just just got after it all day. Yeah, dark to dark. I mean, it was. Busy. So how many patients a day were you seeing? Uh, it depended on uh, how it went. First, um, at first, I just did all I could on each person. And then it just got uh, so many people that um, we started just picking the worst part of each person, like like a triage. Mm -hmm. And uh, and just saw as many people as we could, really. And they would be waiting the next day, the ones we couldn't see that night when it got too late. Uh, the next morning, they're piling in. Yeah. So how many hours fun. a day you guys are you working? I know you talk about so you go down there and you surf, and there's a little bit of that going mm -hmm. on. But but how many hours a day are you working? We have a surf and surf theme. So what we do is we we get up daybreak, surf. Whoever wants to surf, work out, enjoy yourself. You know, we we I try to pick a spot that's coastal that you know mm -hmm. gets us in in the water. And that is helpful for surfing. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know that, but it is critical <laughs> for surfing. Well. Well, you know, when you've been doing this long, you, you realize it's actually not easy to recruit people to, to take off a week. Yes. So you got to you got to kind of put in a well, what's in it, you know, for me. But they don't realize what, what's in it for them is is they're going to get that stoke, what I talked about earlier. Um, but, yeah, we wake up, we surf, daybreak, and then we, we have breakfast with each other come about 7 o'clock or so. Um, and then we we pack up our gear, and we're usually at a site come 8, 30, 9 o'clock, depending on how far we're traveling to that side of the day. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, when you got a heart like Bert's and he just will keep going, I usually have to stop everybody, you yeah. know, because I, I know how it goes. You, you'll keep working and then you'll burn out and just be tired. So I, I usually try to start telling everybody, come if it's four o'clock, four thirty and, and it's still pumping. Uh, I'll start saying, hey, guys, we got we got to figure out how to cut these lines, mm -hmm. you know, tell people you're going to be the last person and start simmering it off to where yeah. we can go. So it's it's a full day. And uh, and when I say sometimes the, the environment isn't great, I mean, sometimes we're in the sun. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we're in the forest. Sometimes we're in a little church. Sometimes we're in a, in a barn shed where we have a little shade, so it goes a little bit easier. But there's no air conditioner. So you're sweating. <laughs> so how often, sweating. if you had to get, how often have these people been able to see a doctor or dentist? I mean, for that matter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. So when I first started going, it was very slim to none. Mm -hmm. um, and I can say, I mean, it's pretty amazing, and this is a good thing that over the past, you know, ten years, and especially you know, six or seven since I've been going to El Salvador, the country is getting better, uh, which is great. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing little pop-up clinics, not much in the dentist area that I've seen, which is why I'm like, please, Bert, please come. Um, it, it's there's 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 some access, but the ability to afford it is difficult. The government is now stepping in, and the, the president and people are trying to help. And uh, so there, there is now kind of a bit of access, but physical therapy is literally like non-existent, from my understanding. You have to travel to the big city, which is, you know, about two hours away, San Salvador, to get any kind of care, especially like prosthetic care. And, you know, we bring as much equipment as we can, like walkers, crutches and canes and stuff to just, uh, you know, it, it really changes someone's life. And you have a, let's say, a geriatric person who used to be contributing to the family who all lives in this little shack. Uh, and now that that person is has no mobility, 
they're just sitting there kind of dead space. You put a walker with some wheels in front of them and, and teach them how to use it. And now they can stand up and help cook and they can, you know, kind of navigate their environment and it's all dirt floor. And I tell you what, the environment is pretty, pretty rad when you step into these people's homes. Mm -hmm. That's what it really, we like to do. We like to actually go into their homes when we can. And, uh, but anyway, you give them back a little bit of quality of life and then they can assist their family in, in you know, the day in and day out things. It makes a big difference. How many, how many of the patients you treated last year do you think had never seen a dentist before? Um, almost all of them had never been to the dentist. In fact, I'd say almost everybody had never been to the dentist before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I give them this, they, they brush their teeth and that, but, um, we had children in there, never been, ever been to the dentist, couldn't, um, uh, that were in pain, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I would say most of them had, where we went last year, it was, uh, in the Contra side of things way down in the, in the jungle, so to speak. And, uh, they didn't have access or a way to go at all. One bus a day, be there at seven, come back at three. Yeah. If you missed the bus, you missed the ride. And then, uh, well, we learned a lot of this from Nye. We didn't really know, but, um, it was, it was packed for me every day. I thank God for Madison. She volunteered. I begged her again. I don't know if she's going to do it again. She was, she was the one person who it was, was non-medical that showed up on the ship to help. And she stepped up. And then she was really unreal. Full and, on immersive. And what I do, like, I cannot really awesome. do it very well without mm -hmm. somebody helping me. And she she did it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really proud of her. I mean, and then some Cody, very, I'm going to put it politely, some interesting mouths, per se. Every now and then I pick over and go, oh, oh. <laughs> Madison, good on you. <laughs> yeah, she she never done it before, and she took right to it. <laughs> it was a shock, I'm sure. So a couple of questions from our listeners. Uh, how much PT can you do in a week, right? So so when you're saying you're helping people with that, so Bobby, that question. The other one is how dangerous is it down there? You had mentioned you know, uh, being in the jungle and things like that. So, mm -hmm. so how much PT in a week and how dangerous? Okay, so when there's a... There's there's multitude, right? So there's a variety of levels when it comes to PT, right? We, we have a pretty broad scope of practice, I'd say. Um, so we try to project ahead of time. So if there's somebody who's in like need of a lot of equipment or something that's like a heavier case, like a, a neurological condition or something like that, we'll try to find maybe like a special chair and try to bring it with us for something. So you have that type of client. And then, you know, those are the, the tough ones, the heartbreakers, because there's one time giving them a device, yeah, that can help them a ton, but they need ongoing care. And mm -hmm. we just provide the family as much education as we can. We have the interpreters and we, we do what we can kind of bring like the latest knowledge, you know, because I work in the university, I bring mm -hmm. other professors and stuff with me. We try to give them that information. Uh, we've even had one group actually uh, blend into a little like a, a physical therapy school, like clinic that came from the city. And they kind of helped train some of the students on one trip. That was about four years ago. That was really cool. Uh, and then, you know, then you got your typical cases of low back pain, neck pain, and, you know, people just trying to live their daily basis. So you got one shot to triage them, figure out what they got going on and, mm -hmm. and give them, a, you know, we do a lot of hands-on manual therapy and uh, do a lot of dry needling and, and anything that I can uh, to get them feeling good right there. And then it's hand out exercises, home, uh, you know, mm -hmm. protocols and exercise routines to keep them going. And so that's tough. Are all the exercises in Spanish? Yeah. Yeah, you have to interpret it all. Okay. Yeah, and and what's interesting though, yeah, you, you can you can put it in Spanish, but there's a lot of illiterate folks. You know, mm -hmm. they they can't even read their own language. Yeah. So the pictures are big. You know, I do a lot of pantomime. My Spanish is absolutely horrible. I barely <laughs> speak English. But 
we, you know, I we, know the feeling. We demonstrate it <laughs> as best we can, and uh, we get them going. We watch them do it. You know, we send them on the way. Best of luck. Now, if there's a is there, there's a case that we catch, you know, kind of early on, and we we know there's we will do our best to actually go back to that person mm-hmm. um, if the trip allows it throughout the the week journey. And I've I've actually gone back on solo trips, uh, especially for like our prosthetic mm-hmm. uh, cases and stuff like that. To, to make molds, come back, get it built here, and bring it out. University of Saint Augustine helped me one time, big time. We made a, a prosthetic out of a three D printer mm-hmm. and got it back out there and put it on the guy, and he went back to work. It was amazing, like super awesome story. That's that's uh, fantastic. What was he? What was his work? I'm sure it was something physical. So he worked in in the streets of El Tunco. He was the gatekeeper. He would lift up the gate and uh-huh. then put it back down. And then you know this this they wouldn't let him work if he didn't have a leg. He couldn't use crutches in the job. They wouldn't mm-hmm. they wouldn't allow. Him. So okay. he, he had to have the leg. Okay. So that was like, I was like, wow, uh, let's try to help this guy. Mm-hmm. And Todd, hey, he's being, he's being, uh, I don't know what, uh, you should take more credit because he actually created a 3D leg for this guy. The first time yeah. I wasn't there, but uh, he wore it out. Todd went back, created his 3D foot and leg. And then last year when we were there, fitted it together and, and uh, the guy was back in business again. He was so happy because um, his job was everything to him. Yeah. So I thought that was really unbelievable. Yeah. So the other question, how dangerous? Okay. So uh, again, back along the lines that the country is getting better. Mm-hmm. When we first went out there, uh, you hear about gangs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I remember being so heartbroken uh, the first time I went out there because I was hearing about, you know, these, these businesses and these little local, like, I'm going to call them fishing villages, um, you know, and, and the families were, were kind of honestly, like the way I understood it was somewhat controlled by the gangs, mm-hmm. not the government. And they were all the horror stories of people getting stopped on the road and searched. And you don't know if it's the cops or who it is and mm-hmm. taking everything you have out of your car. And um, you, you heard about all that. I, I fortunately haven't um, experienced that. I have experienced a few radical stories like, um, Someone passed away, like, like got hit on the side of the road and like no one stopped. And I was like, why isn't anyone stopping? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on? And they said, well, they're scared to stop because if they stop, then they'll, they'll put the blame on them and mm-hmm. they get in trouble because there's like, gangs and cops, wars and fights. That was in the past. Now it's much better. I mean, we, 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 we were treating gang members like they would get out of the back of a truck with machine guns and, and say, hey, what's going on? And thankfully, you know, the, the community kind of had our back and was saying, hey, these these gringos here are just here to help. Mm-hmm. They put their gun down and get in line. Come hop on the table and let us treat them. And we're just like, oh, okay, we got you. You know, we got you. We're going back to the airport in four days. Yeah. Right? Just, this <laughs> is us going back. Just don't forget us, right? Yeah, yeah, please uh, get our back. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I want to say it was receptive, but it, it was. It was. It felt like they didn't have a problem with us being there. Mm-hmm. And, and then to some extent, I almost felt like they wanted to help us. Yeah. Um, now, you know, you don't hear a ton about it. It's, it's definitely gotten much safer. I feel more comfortable. I used to be very, very worried about, you know, the, the ladies that would come on the trip and I would just beg them, please don't walk off by yourself. I still, you know, obviously request that, but I'm just, you know, hammering them. Like, it's very important to please stay with somebody because it, it can be unsafe, you know. So, um, but now, you know, I think, I think it's much better. I, I'm a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, and, and I, I won't name names. I was on a surf trip a couple of years ago and we had a new guy that went with us. And so we're all midday, we're all resting, and we get back together right before the evening surf session. What'd you do? Well, my, my the guy that I'm rooming with was taking a nap, so I just got in a car and drove around. Yeah. We're like, 
you don't do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you go off a ditch somewhere, we don't know where you are. If your phone doesn't work, we right. can't come get you. This is not the States, right? There's yeah. a buddy system down here. And yeah. that's in a, in a safe country, right, where we've been a bunch of times, feel really safe about it. But I was still looking at him going, no, 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 no. no. You always buddy up. You want to go drive around, you come get somebody else drive around with you, right? right. So plus you don't know what's happening to your buddy back at, at the at the condo while you're off riding around. So. Exactly. Yeah, it just, it I think happen. people get so accustomed to being here in the States where you don't have to worry about that mostly. But down there, I mean, you're, you're in a different world. Well, that's part of that. You know, it's for the people thing. Like, you, mm -hmm. you know, materialistic things and all the sort, you know, you're seeing these really poor people. But then you then you kind of start to appreciate what you have in the States, too. Yeah. Because, you know, like that freedom of just mm -hmm. feeling safe enough to walk around by yourself like that, is, that wasn't there. Right, so before we get Amanda's questions, and I got a bunch more questions, we did get some donations for you. Woo! So we got to get the Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> for our listeners. And, and if there's anything else y'all want him to do for Matthew McConaughey, besides take Stop. off his shirt, Barbara Jean. You don't, you don't want to see it. No, no. Well, as Barbara Jean asks every day for stripper stories. And I told her, I said, I'm afraid the FBI is going to come raid my computer because I'm looking up these stories for you. <laughs> to find something that's entertaining. You're killing me. Uh, All right. All right, McConaughey. I think my favorite one, because I, I, I still like to compete, and I'm, I'm an athlete in a variety of ways, but I always say, uh, you know, the, he, he says high school girls. You know why I like high school girls? Because I get older and they stay the same age. <laughs> I, say, I say that about the athletes that I'm competing against. I'm like, I'm getting older, but they're still the same age. And I, I go after them. So. That was actually one of his best movies he's ever done. Dazed and Confused. Yeah, that was yeah. a really, I, I remember seeing that years after I was in the theater. And I'm like, and I couldn't believe the amount of, of uh, actors that were in that, right? That, that went on to some really cool Huge. roles. And you're like, oh my gosh. And he was one of them. I think that was his big break. Yeah, I think that was, was that was his first movie. Yes, uh, would the Matthew McConaughey fan club of this show like to chime in, Amanda? I mean, it's Matthew McConaughey. What are you saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, yesterday you were the Chris Helmsworth fan club. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, you're picking good people. I appreciate God's creation. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> you want to do the, the lawbreaker one, huh? <laughs> yes. So uh, one of the guys that wants to connect with you, um, Leo, who works with um, uh, Task Force Hydro One. So Leo is a veteran. Uh, he and, and his buddy Ricky uh, met surfing and decided to form this group. And it's uh, a surf group and they do open ocean kayak paddling, um, all for veterans and first responders. And they uh, have great. boards made and they, they surf here at the pier uh, the first uh, Saturday of every month. Um, so they're down here. They're, I think the third Saturday, they're up in uh, Jacksonville Beach. Um, but it'd be great. I'll try to get you guys together with them. Uh, Leo's yeah, done some cool. missions and things. Might be really good. Um, he's also bilingual, which I think that means he speaks Spanish and English. I am not bilingual because I can't speak Southern and English, but I just, you know, <laughs> Leo's an awesome guy. So we will we'll, we'll have to hook you guys. And there may be some guys that, uh, that maybe did uh, med stuff back in the, uh, in the, uh, in the services. Heck yeah. They may want to tag along for that. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great, like, um, I'm going to say laid back, you know, we don't have a lot of red tape on us. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I've, you know, I can go into the, the deep of it, but you know, I've decided not to make this a mass like 501c and all the, the, the wild, you know, political things, because I want to keep it pure. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is a group of friends going on a trip to help people. 
and and there's no incentive to like you get this because it it's just it's just pure you know, it's good stuff uh but so yeah I, i'm all about connecting with people and seeing how we can help each other out yeah and uh and, and growing with each other to 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 serve you know whatever communities need help mm-hmm. and uh that's what this is about all right amanda i know you have questions I have one big one. Do you have a website or a Facebook page that I can share so people can follow what you're doing and help out where they can? Well, I'm glad I kind of prefaced that. The yeah. answer to that is no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, we have not. Um, uh, I've been approached, you know, multiple times. And I may I may lose this battle one day uh, because of that reason, like you just mentioned there. But I, I have tried to keep it at the ground level of, mm-hmm. of what it's about. Uh, versus, you know, trying to put on a, I'm not going to say put on a show, but put on a, a face that, you know, anyone gets credit. It, it's just, it's just a matter of going out and do good work. You know, there's not a lot of things out there these days that, that, that keep it at that level. Mm-hmm. And, um, I could be wrong. I'll be the first person to admit that, but something's telling me to keep it simple. Well, and I think this is the first time you guys have done the GoFundMe page too, right? Yeah. That was Lisa that, that did that. Mm-hmm. And I uh, thought that was, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I still don't even know, as you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it at all. <laughs> but uh, it's a page where people give you things. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Part. <laughs> I got that part. But uh, the money, whatever money comes in, is going to go to the group, you know, because yes. every, every, I mean, well, last year there's common expenses mm-hmm. and uh, Todd and some unbelievable physically fit people did a fundraiser last year mm-hmm. i think time's up for that and it was really good and maybe this will make up that the thing that lisa put together yeah. but whatever put comes like in it goes mini circus show yeah a mini circus out. show but um uh there's there's common expenses yeah and that's where that that money will go we all pay our own way yeah, yeah. So the, the majority of what we are you know trying to fund if you will is to get that equipment we talked about so remember how we talked about the special mm-hmm. chair the wheelchairs, the crutches, the walkers, and all that stuff. That is very difficult mm-hmm. to get on a plane with you to go. And we've looked into cargo shipping, and that's super expensive. So it's it's getting equipment, one. Two, getting that equipment there is the toughest thing. So okay. that's that's what we raise our money for right there. The rest of it is pretty much on us, we, we as clinicians. Uh, have so you ever worked with Ward Medical? No, sir. I need to. I'll give you the contact and everything. So War, uh, uh, Earl Ward, uh, the oldest, longest uh, medical supply company in St. John's County, um, phenomenal guy, uh, good man of faith. I will put you in touch with him, and we'll maybe you guys can can he can help you out or give you some leads and stuff. And so yeah, I'd love it. Re- I, really good person. I can so. tell you a quick story while I like hesitate to like sh- cargo ship it. I did mm-hmm. a uh, a service ship in Peru one time before I started running these, uh, and we had a an eighteen wheeler full of equipment. Mm-hmm. And and customs held that equipment for two weeks. We didn't get that equipment until the last day of that that service trip. So and they kept asking for money, and it was just so I I learned a big lesson there. And I said, Ooh, I don't know if I want to, because they think you're trying to sell that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They think you're trying to make a profit. So it's it's I so they it. want to make a profit before you make a profit. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I I do understand. That's why I avoid it. Yeah. I don't know if I could get like a private plane or like your gentleman knows loopholes mm-hmm. or whatnot. But if anyone has any suggestions on that, I would. I would be willing to talk to anyone. <laughs> I remember last year we had everything shrink wrapped, all these wheelchairs and walkers and mm-hmm. canes. And then we get to the airport, Spirit Airline, they decided to change their mind. That one lady said, no, no, you're not bringing it. And there was uh, the other two women. We started breaking it down and it was this giant uh, um, policeman 
like a sheriff's deputy. And I mean, he was like a football player. He stood between that lady and us and the other women were going, bring it on. So we're, we're shoving the wheelchairs and stuff on the conveyor belt behind her back. And Todd was was keeping her attention over here. And the big guy was standing between them and, and we just, we got it, most of it down there. We ended up not, they caught us at some of it, but. uh, Were you talking Matthew McConaughey to her to distract her? Oh man, I tell you what, that thing, everybody's got on smiles. We're just. Trying everything, bagging, <laughs> borrowing, and uh, yeah, I just thought that was this unbelievable. next trip. I can hear it now. You guys running a problem? Hey, Matthew, come over here, Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. We need you to talk to no. these people. Yeah, I've got my stuff all self-contained, but you got yeah. this stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it, a lot it, of stuff. His gear's it's all in, so it's pretty cool. But it still costs a lot of money to get those bags over there. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're raising the money for. It's, okay, it's, it's trying to get the equipment out. Well, and if Lisa's involved in this, she is is so good at what she does. Um, next year, uh, when you guys come back, there's going to be a web page. There's going to be a fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You've yeah. lost the battle. You just don't know it yet because I know Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, yeah, she she took charge of that. And yeah, I was I was yeah. surprised to see it. In fact, yeah. my brothers called me and said, "Have you seen what's on here?" That's how I found out about it. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, listen, yeah. Uh, what you're seeing there is a difference between uh, competent women and men, right? And so Amanda's laughing, but I joke about this all the time, right? We, we'll just kind of bull our way through something, and then women get involved, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we could have done that too. Yeah, <laughs> we could have done it that way. We could have done it that I, way. Yeah, I give her, I give her a lot of credit for doing yes. that. And then the money, money, you know, it's, it's going to help, I think. Especially oh, I, I think hauling that equipment. I think what you guys are doing is, is is absolutely phenomenal. So that that is a question. So how many extra bags of stuff do you have to take with you? I mean, on a normal trip, you take one or two bags, maybe, but yeah, you, you, that's got to be a that's got to be a truckload just to get to the airport. Yeah, so it's, it's usually anywhere between you know just just the gear we're trying to bring is about fifteen to seventeen bundles is what mm-hmm. I call them bundles. Like you said, the Saran wrap. We try to make a package deal. That Spirit Airlines had a plane that big. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> it, it yeah. is difficult. It was it was the hardest thing. Yeah, because uh, they just changed their mind. Yeah, and they, the they have minute. the right to do that to change mm-hmm. their mind. But again, that's why you show up with that, you know, all the charisma that you can bring to the table, and just beg them, and you know, be kind. And if they start resisting, you back off. And then uh, I think last year was the toughest year. I'd, I'd I'd seen people who would never get upset on the team. You know, been been on a few trips with us and. They were like, I cannot believe you're not taking this stuff, you know, and, you know, getting, getting pretty tight. So mm-hmm. I was calming the team down trying to work, but it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a zoo. Like we, we show up with all that equipment and yeah. just two like, trucks full of stuff. Everyone's probably. eyes are this big around going, what, are you serious? Like, all this and then they figure bundles. out what we're trying yeah. to do. And then they kind of get their, you know, the little heart gate opens yes. and they start going, oh, okay. All right. Well. You know, if you've paid for all this per said luggage, then, you know, maybe we can work it out and, you know, try to help you out. And sometimes we end up paying $150 a bundle. Uh, sometimes we they say no, and we just got to figure out how to get it back to the truck or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is it is quite interesting. And, you know, like, for instance, this year, you just never know what's going to happen. We we tried to be smart and we have, you know, all our treatment tables that we got to bring with us to, to you know, mm-hmm. to do this. We got to set equipment mm-hmm. to, to work on them. We, we found out what that would let us. You know, for very cheap, we, we kept it there. Yeah. And he sent me a video two weeks ago. He showed me the tables and the dang bugs got all our tables. Ate them up like they are gone. So now we have to bring a whole new load of tables over. Uh, it was it was pretty rad. I mean, I, I couldn't believe bug could eat a table like that. So you guys are like, yeah, 
we don't have to carry the tables back. Yeah. yeah. And the bugs like, yeah, we got dinner. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It's just like I was a rookie last year. Everywhere you go, you got to pile everything on top of the vans, tied down. I mean, it is a pile of stuff, mm -hmm. tables and wheelchairs and walkers and canes, and then take it where you're going to go. And these guys are phenomenal. Yeah. You set the tables up. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere we went. So whenever, uh, whenever you have stuff, do you, do you sometimes just end up leave things down there and go, hey, uh, we didn't get to give out all these things, but we're just going to leave the wheelchairs and the stuff here with you? Have you yeah. done that? Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, we... Like El Salvador is easy, mm -hmm. and I say easy, better because we have people on the inside. Like you talked about, Nay, uh, I have a, a really, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for Edom, uh, who I've been in contact with ever since I've been going to El Salvador, if, if it wasn't for that guy, none of this would be possible. He's he's our inside, mm -hmm. right? And he knows everybody, and he's just, you know, very well executed in the area. Um, and, you know, he can coordinate things like that. So if I say, hey, I have a few extra things, mm -hmm. you know, where can we keep it? And then who can we trust to, to dive, divvy this up versus everyone just come snatching it? He can he can kind of sort through, like, who might need it, actually. You know, he's not a practitioner, but he can definitely. I tell you what, he is a certified practitioner now because as long as many years as he's been helping translate with us, there's times where I'll be treating a patient and I'll literally let go. He goes, I got it. <laughs> he goes, take over and finish the treatment. I'll take care of someone else. I was like, man, that's great. You, you're basically an honorary physical therapist, occupational therapist, nurse, everything. Mm -hmm. How many people you got going on the trip this year? 17. 17 people. Dollar in the so 17. are you like your own airline? I mean, is, is there anybody else on the plane by the time you put your stuff and your gear in there? Well, you know, we're scattered out across the country. Honestly. Okay. We got, got folks coming from California, you know, Nashville, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, keys. I mean, we're just we're all over the place. Okay. The whole crew's coming from uh, Dallas, Texas. A couple of them come from from Texas. So yeah, we we the the majority of the crew is is in local. You know, we try to get as many people because that's how we're getting that equipment on the plane. And then the people from wherever they are, they're putting it on their plane too. Whatever mm -hmm. they can salvage and get together and bring. Uh, so yeah, it's it is a it is an orchestration. It is a you know trying to organize and put all this together. Um, so yeah, it's fun. How long, how many months does it take you to plan? it? I try to start telling people about it as soon as I can, but I, I usually start pushing it out about, you know, March, April. Mm -hmm. I think I was a little bit late this year pushing it out. Uh, but it does, you know, the, the more I do it, the easier it is for me to do it. Cause mm -hmm. I, you know, I call these people. I know I got to get the vehicles. I know I got to get the food organized and I got to get everybody's, you know, flights kind of somewhat scheduled and, you know, understood where, where people are coming and going. And then, we start a group chat and then, you know, again, it's just like a group of friends doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you, if you, again, my opinion is if I keep it simple, it stays a little bit easier on me. You know what I mean? So the other, um, and I'll go back when we did, um, I was involved in project swing, uh, which we built a uh, kid's playground 25 years ago. Right. And, uh, it was a seven day build. So you had people show up on, on Monday, right. Seven days. And, and they're like, uh, yeah, well, we're just going to be here this morning. And then you see him after lunch, then you see him after dinner. You're like, Hey, yeah, really appreciate you being here just today. And, and thanks for coming by. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they show up Tuesday, Tuesday. and then they show up Wednesday and they, I mean, they're the whole week, right? They're having so much fun, fun doing this because they're donating their time. So if you had people that are like, yeah, I'll go on this one trip with you. Mm -hmm. Todd, I just want, I don't have time next year to go. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're there back the next year. Yeah. It, that's, there's a lottery piece this year. Yeah. I'd say. Heck, I think 12 or 13 of the crew this year repeats. Mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty awesome. Actually, maybe it's more than that. Um, 
you're, you're spot on with that. Yeah. Spot on with that. Cause you just, it, you're, you're giving back and you mm-hmm. mentioned it earlier in the show. Um, we all got into whatever we did to do that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, business and bureaucracy and the things and the paperwork that we have to go through to do what we got into for, for whatever business it was, uh, becomes bigger and bigger the longer you're in it. Absolutely. And you get farther and farther away yeah. from that, that purity of it, of just going, in your case, just going and helping and serving people and, and, and helping them get better. So Yes, sir. Yeah. That's a good time. Yeah, nobody, no one that walks in the door, do you have to go, do you guys have insurance? What's your deductible? <laughs> right. Did you, we know what your copay is. There's none of that, right? It's like, you have a problem, no. we can help you, right? Which is medicine. That's, that's what it was supposed to be. And, and, and they're so thankful. Yeah. Oh, you don't even want to know. They're so thankful for what, what you do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's heartwarming. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I think it's uh, anytime you can do things like that to, to help people. And it's just absolutely um, hats off to you guys for, for being able to do this, for doing it as many years as you've done it, the way that you've kept it very low key. I, I, you know, again, I fully expect Lisa to have an entire staff behind you. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> just, Poor I mean, Lisa. you know, <laughs> she's like, don't volunteer don't, me for anything, Mike. No, busy. <laughs> Let's see you guys talk. Amanda, do you have other questions? Sorry. I was just trying to make the push that we are so close to getting you guys over $1,300. What? That I was just encouraging everybody to, uh, if you can, donate through that link that I posted in the comments. And let's see if we can get them over $1,300 by the end of the show. Heck yeah, that yeah. is amazing. Thank you. All right, so we might have to promise Thanks, another Matthew McConaughey quote. So you're going to have to think of another one. For $1,300, bucks. my people are going to want you to take your shirt off and do another quote. So. <laughs> I'll tell you what, guys in the pictures. those of you that don't donate, I want to let Bert take his shirt off. So, <laughs> Todd, take over. <laughs> Todd. Take over. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but but really um, awesome. So you guys are you leave uh, in about a week, right? Uh, yes, sir. We leave uh, Wednesday of next week. Okay, we'll hit the road and, and go back there, and then um, it's again, you know, starting the process of getting the crew together uh, locally. We'll we'll pack up this weekend and mm-hmm. uh, and you know get get all this stuff that we're talking about uh, uh, put together in <laughs> Saran wrap or whatever. Mm-hmm. However, we could put it together to, to beg the airlines to take it. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, we load it all up again, Beverly Hillbillies to the airport and loaded it from the airport into our rental cars over there. Beverly Hillbillies to each village that we go to along the way mm-hmm. and, um, and just, you know, knock it out, give it yeah. out piece by piece, whoever needs it. Does it all fit in like a couple of trucks? I mean, that's my, th- I mean, you said 17. It's uh, piled, wrapped it's up. piled up. It's, it's, it's piled Beverly Hillbillies tied to the top. It's piled up and. And tied down. Okay. It's huge. It is and I remember we got there last year during a monsoon rain and, and the two vans that were smaller than they were supposed to be. So we're all crammed in into these vans and piled on the top and and it's poured down rain. I actually <laughs> forgot about that. We did we, we crushed we crushed the top one of the vans. <laughs> Imploded. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pile. You can you can't you have to come by come back this weekend, Mike, and uh, and, and look at it. I, I want pictures. Send yeah. us. You guys got to send us some pictures. We then. got pictures. When you're all done, <laughs> you know, come back a couple weeks from now. Yeah, um, sure. and, and bring some photos and stuff and stories. And uh, yeah, we'd love to sit down and talk to you on the back end of this thing and kind of get people kind of prepped and ready for next year for you. So. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, the dream would be to do more for sure because mm-hmm. uh, there's you know. There's spots all over, especially Central America, and, and you know, if you travel a little bit, you, you'll see it. That's that's how I found it because I was doing these surf trips, 
and you know i'm in these like rural areas and i'm going man these people like you know i know who i am and what i can mm-hmm. give these people and i know people who could give them even more than me yeah uh so why not why not here why mm-hmm. why do you know a lot of these mission trips go to these inner cities and yes there's a lot of people there um but my heart was kind of for the rural people i don't know if it's because i'm a farm boy or what but I'd like that, to do more. I think that's part of it, right? Yeah. If you grew up rural, you you grew up without a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't matter when you're growing up. And if you grow out in the, the sticks today, um, you're going to have to work and figure things out more so than if you lived in a city. Man. Um, just access to all kinds of things, right? You walk down this block in a city and get things that you won't see in the country for months and months and months. Exactly. Yeah. Many um, people, are, they are tough. They are tough as hell. I mean, I, I wanted to say this earlier, but I mean, that's why I, I knew I needed, we needed to get dentistry involved because I can't tell you how many people just, after I'm done with a carry, you know, they mm-hmm. just asked me to pull their tooth. Yeah. Like, can you just pull my tooth? And I'm like, I'd love to, but I can't, I can't do that. And then, you know, that there's, then I learned that there's a lot to that. Like you can't just yoke someone's tooth out. No, no. And um, I, no, I was, um, there are some mafia just, guys that would disagree with yeah, that. But just, take a hammer. Yeah. No, wanna, just restorations. Yeah. No extractions. Right. Yeah. Construction, not destruction. Mm-hmm. And so I brought my stuff last year, portable dental unit. And with Madison's help, I think we did a bunch of good stuff. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Were you surprised at the need when you got there on your first trip? I mean, did you think, hey, I'll probably see six, seven people a day? Were you surprised? I Like I said before, I didn't know how anybody would show up or, or how it went about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the gentleman he was talking about had gone to Indonesia. So that, that lead wasn't there. But uh, uh, the word got out. Mm-hmm. And this was in the country. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was unbelievable. It was piled. Piles of people waiting. Now, do you guys try to go the same time every year, or is it does it vary about when everybody can get the time off? I've been doing it in August. It's kind of like a, a, a target spot we've been doing, it, which is you know it's kind of a because I was um, you know full time professor at the university, so we'd have that split, and that's kind of the target split I would hit. Mm-hmm. And you know I still try to hit that split because you know uh, other professors join, and you know it's just kind of a good time of the year, kind of wrapping up the summer, and people want to you know who can get away, get away. Uh, so yeah, it. It, it's been August, but we you know again. I'm open to to figuring out more if we can and stuff. But I think Bert needs to open an office down there. That would be that's that would be phenomenal. I mean, I've I've kind of wiggled my way in the university to try to see if we can maybe get some help with that. Yeah, and, you know, open up a, a full time clinic for like internships and things of that sort. Uh, it's a working process. I know I know there's people in the back end trying to trying to sort some of that, but there's obviously you know a ton of things to get through to get that mm-hmm. working uh, if they even allow you to do it. So how do you get some of the meds? Uh, uh, into the country, right? I would assume some of the 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 stuff that the especially on the dentistry side, the numbing things and all those. How do you get those? Um, how do you get that through customers? Yeah, I I thought it was lucky last year uh-huh. because they're 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 unbelievable the way they tore everything apart and looked yeah. at it. But uh, yeah, the anesthesia. I didn't even think about it. I was such, uh-huh. I was I was just such a rookie. I'm just like yeah. this is what I need to do. Bring this, you know, the anesthetic, the syringes, all that stuff, and. <laughs> And I brought it all packaged already because because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mickey, you know, my associate Mickey, he, he helped me get stuff together. I had uh, equipment supply people that brought yeah. me stuff, but it was all packaged. And I think if they dug into it, mm-hmm. they wouldn't see as individual things. Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, I think God took care of it. Yeah. I don't I, know I, what else it could be because uh, they were very strict about looking into everything. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm doing it again. I've got it together. I'm working on it right now, and uh, we'll see if they'll they'll let it go. And and to kind of follow up with that, you know, medication list type thing to what we've we've started doing because you know obviously prescription medications traveling with it is it isn't easy to do. You you can't actually. So uh, these countries are are more open, and it's as far as what's available over the counter. Mm-hmm. So when we come from a city or we go somewhere, we whatever the money like you know this kind of audience is giving. Yeah. If we have anything, we bring the money there to purchase medications that we can project that we could possibly need. So like for instance, our pediatrician this year, she already has a list of mm-hmm. things she's going to buy when we get there. Okay. And it's either us putting our money together as a team to try mm-hmm. to you know grab this. Or if we have any, you know, donation money left over, that 100% goes yeah. to that too, uh, to give that, you know, because it goes a long way. And then these people that can't afford it don't buy it. So I, I'm guessing that the pediatrician you're going to just, uh, is bilingual or not bilingual because everything they're buying is going to be in, in Spanish. Yeah. And so then you run through that. We, we have another superstar on our hands this year. She is, she is uh, bilingual. She's from Colombia, actually. So that uh, Wendy Lance, who is a nurse here in town, uh, a year and a half ago, she was on the show. She had been over to the Ukraine right after the war had started. Well, wow. all of these donations come flooding in from different places. Here's this medicine and that medicine, but it's in English, it's in Danish, it's in Swedish, <laughs> it's in French, it's in German, right? And now how do you sort through it? Yeah. Right? You had to have, I mean, you basically had to have somebody who knew three or four different languages <laughs> that could go, okay, this goes in, this is this, this and this is that, that, and this is what this will do. Um, because not everybody in the Ukraine could read what the package was. Hey, thanks for the donation, but it's it's not in it's not in our language. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I, I look at that as a a, you know, a difficult thing, and I've I've been fortunate and blessed enough to go down on a number of trips, and I'm still working my way through uh, trying to figure out what's what in the stores. Right? If they change the color of the box, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in deep trouble. Oh yeah. I would like to share that our viewers did get you over thirteen hundred dollars. So you're thirteen fifteen now. Unbelievable! Oh, yeah. Thank you guys. All right, Good. so we we got to do another yeah, Matthew McConaughey yeah. quote. So which one do you have for us next? I didn't pull the best one out. Oh, what do you got? Well, I mean, it's it's the, for sure the all right, all right, all right. <laughs> there you go. That's what Barbara Jean's been asking. Yes, yeah, Barbara Jean is now happy. Barbara Jean. <laughs> yes, Amanda, we're gonna get that on a loop. And All the right. next time I don't have a stripper story, we're just going to play that. <laughs> okay, that uh, that's, that'll get me out of trouble with Barbara Jean from here on out. <laughs> I'll ask Clay to add it to the soundboard. Ask it. <laughs> oh, that's great. We can add that. Um, anything else that you guys uh, that you need or people could donate or how to get in touch with you if they want to? I know we've, we've gotten a phenomenal response um, from, from our listeners and viewers, but anything else that you guys need? I say thanks, everybody. Um, I'm, I'm still in, at the end of getting my stuff together, but, uh, I'm pretty ready. Okay. I'm yeah. ready to go down there and help some people. Yeah. And, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. It's going to be a lot of work, yeah. a lot of sweat, a lot of fun. Yeah. What an awesome guy. Bert's a phenomenal person. It is. Hey, it is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, heartfelt thank you. Uh, you know, Lisa and everyone for even putting that GoFundMe together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things get strapped sometimes and fundraisers come and go. And wow, I mean, this is, thank you for having us, for giving us what? this platform. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, come back. When y'all are done, get some pictures, come back and, and let's have a, a wrap up of how things went. I mean, people oh, y'all yeah. treated how they uh, and do. And then next year, uh, let's get you on a couple of weeks before 
Um, and that way you guys can come with a list of, hey, these are the things we need Let's or go. not. And I'm going to try to put you in touch with the reward. Uh, Ward Medical, like I said, they've been a longtime sponsor of us. They're great folks here in the community. So, yeah, there may be a way that to, to kind of work through some of those things. Awesome, man. Excellent. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Thanks, Mike. Well, listen, God bless you both down there, the entire crew and team, and, and uh, wish just the best for you. And I know that there are a lot of people down there who are going to get a lot of good out of this trip. So uh, thank you guys for doing that and, and for being the people that you are. So. All right. This is the Mike Davis Show. We will be back tomorrow. Amanda gets out of the back room. Amanda? Yeah? Are you awake in there? I'm here. I'm working. Are you doing schoolwork in there? I'm working. I'm pushing buttons. I'm getting ready to end the show. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) Not working. All right. This is the Mike Davis Show. Thank you guys very much, Todd and Bert, and good luck on the trip. We'll hear back from when you get back. Thanks. Thanks, Mike.